Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. Hello, I'm Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. In this episode of Why Gifts Matter, we're talking with Mary Mojica and Jessica Alvarez from the Project Return Peer Support Network in Los Angeles. Project Return's the largest organized mental health peer support network in Los Angeles County, and they provide a wide variety of recovery, learning, and social groups with names like Pathfinders, Financial Strategies for Success, Beautiful Minds, Women Coming Together, and Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Several thousand people use their supports each month. Mary helps people with employment, and Jessica works the warm line, offering telephone support to people needing someone to connect and talk to. As you will hear, core gift finding is a common practice in their organization, and both Mary and Jessica are clear about the practical benefits that knowing their gifts has brought to their own work and healing path. When I participate in this program with the other participants and as I'm facilitating and especially when we're doing like our sharing circle and people are telling their amazing and inspiring recovery stories I that that right there in that in those sharing circles that's definitely when I feel like I'm feeding and I'm feeling my gift like just being a part of that kind of nurturing and therapeutic process with with other people from very diverse backgrounds Definitely that right there really, really helps to fuel my gift. And I definitely feel like I, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing in this world, really. They also have good evidence that the work they're doing to help others find their gifts is having positive outcomes. They, they feel like they just have this, this new purpose. Um, but truly, as we know, it, it, it was always in them. And we're just very hot, um, grateful and happy to help bring it out. Although in this podcast, they use the common language of services and programs in describing what their organization does, from my perspective, nothing they do really feels or looks like a traditional service or program. They're a group of highly committed people, employees and volunteers alike, most all of whom share similar stories of struggle with the people who come through their doors every day. They have chosen to stand by and offer support to people as they try and reclaim their lives and find places to belong. Let's get started. So Mary and Jessica, I'm glad to be talking to you today. Uh, you're down in sunny Los Angeles and I'm up here in rainy Seattle. So why don't we start by uh, letting the listeners just know a little bit about uh, what your organization does so they might have some context for why you're saying some of the things you'll say. Okay, well, um, yeah, well, we are peer support specialists for Project Return Peer Support Network. So we are a nonprofit that offers services um, gauged towards the mental health community. We have an array of different services. One of our more popular services that we just love to boast about is actually our warm line, which is an 800 number that anyone over the age of 18 can call when they need any type of emotional support or a listening ear. Um, we also have a bunch of other different services like our drop-in location, El Centrito de Apoyo where we invite members to join in on activities like Zumba, guitar lessons, 
sometimes karaoke, we have an employment specialist available, a housing specialist available. It's also connected to a sister service, which is Un Paso Mas, which is our Spanish speaking service that offers um, peer support in the community. So they actually go out to the schools and educate teachers and community members and parents on, on just anything related to mental health. So it's really, really cool services that we have available through the organization. That's great. And somebody told me along the line that you have more uh, kind of self-help support groups um, in the Los Angeles basin than any other organization. Other than that, we also have a Stand Up Hope, which is a respite care location. So anybody who feels overwhelmed or just needs a break from their usual daily living, they can go ahead and uh, pro be provided with support in that location, which is in Long Beach. So it's actually open to anybody. It doesn't have to be, nobody has to be provided with their Social Security or have Medicare, Medi-Cal, or any form of health insurance, as long as they want to be provided support and be prepared to actually engage in their recovery. Uh, I know one of the things I've always appreciated about your organization is you have a, you have um, really very few employees and most of the people providing support through your organization who are people who are contributing to their community or volunteering or, or people who have similar stories to the people that they're um, helping. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's. I think that's just the most amazing thing about peer support in general is just being able to say, hey, we've we've been there too, or we've been through a similar situation, and we are a living embodiment of hope in recovery. Um, and definitely, when you know we talk about our services like El Centrito de Apoyo and Un Paso Mas, I mean, we're located directly in the heart of the community, um, which I think was very implemental to have this sort of drop-in location where members can kind of swing by and get peer support if they if they need that or or just enjoy other activities that we offer as well uh, one of the mm -hmm. best things about project returns that you don't really need or have to have like a case manager or a therapist or a counselor is just individuals who can connect with others so I, so i want to talk to you i know so I know both of you uh, share uh, some of the similar stories of the people that you're providing support to, and and I know you're you both, and I know your organization is has gotten involved in the idea of gifts and core gifts. So I want to talk about a little bit about the relationship be, between uh, gifts um, and and both of you and gifts in your organization. So um, maybe we could start by just asking uh, both of you to talk about what your what your primary gift is, what your core gift is that you're trying to bring to the world. Well, my core gift is helping others to overcome issues in a healthy way. And what was yours, Jessica? Uh, mine and my core gift is helping others to motivate themselves to move forward, and I give it by helping them to find and receive mutual respect and to find a balance in their life. And so. How does how does um, how does does knowing your core gift how is it helpful to you personally? We'll talk about people you're supporting in a minute, but how is it helpful to you personally? I think when I do the opposite of my core gift, I know something's off, and so that helps me to refocus and really redirect myself to where I want to be that day. So for me, it really builds up to reflecting on myself. How I'm doing? What am I doing that's probably not good for me and what how can I redirect myself into something that will make me feel much better on, for that day and so for me uh, so, mm -hmm. go okay. ahead no it personally helps me to just build myself for the day and making sure that 
I am living to my core gift because I, I catch myself when I do, when I do use my core gift and I'm like, oh, and, and it just happens suddenly when I'm at like, let's say at the gym, I go ahead and I start talking to people who've never been there or who don't know how to find out resources or what they're looking for, kind of giving it a second thought. So I kind of use it also to motivate other people in order for them to seek out opportunities and finding what they're looking for. And the same goes with like trainers, if they're looking for new opportunities of growth within uh, the, the program at the park. And I'm like, okay, what is stopping you from doing that? How can, uh, what have you been doing? Have you thought about this? And it really gives them thinking. They're like, thank you for that. So I think it also makes me feel like I am living to doing my core gift in some way or another, either at here at Project Return or outside of that. So it sounds like it's not just related to your job, but it's really, it's really uh, a, a piece of all the different parts of your life then. You notice it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what, uh, tell me um, in your life, what, what nourishes and feeds your gifts and, and what makes them starve? Well, um, since my core gift is helping others to overcome issues in a healthy way, and it's just specifically that's what it is, mm -hmm. I, what I've noticed that, that really, as you say, starves my gift is, or what feels like it is when I'm, I think when I'm just trying to be that supportive role to others or that empathetic role as well to others when they're, you know, in the muck or in the turmoil and I'm, I'm giving them this feedback, you know, that stems from my own experiences where I felt like things turned out for the better for me. And, um, and it, it's always feedback, right? Where, you know, people can either, they, they take it or leave it, right? We usually take what might work for us and we'll leave what we feel isn't really true to us. Um, in our being. And so I think at times when, when I could be giving feedback to those close to me that I have a, an active relationship with, at times it, it feels like, you know, when they're not really so receptive to it or, or um, also, you know, at times uh, maybe I'm giving it at the, at the wrong time. I have the wrong timing with it. And so they might, might be a bit on, on the defensive with it. And so you know, they're just not taking well to whatever feedback I'm giving them. And I think that makes me feel like, you know, when I see that they're not taking well to it, I, I take it very deeply personal to where I'm feeling like I'm not helping this person overcome their issues. And, and I feel like I need to help them. But I am also um, that could also be that that overactive helping gene that I know a lot of us have as well. Um, but I, yeah, that's that's a hard that's a hard thing. That's one of the one of the uh, uh, serious and funny things I encounter with my own gift all the time. Is I'm always trying to give my gifts to people who don't want them. Oh. But I think, they, but I think they need them. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's that over that over helping gene you're mentioning. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I'm so I'm so um, glad and and very very proud that I um, get to do a couple of different trainings for you know, for Project Return now. And one of them is actually HOP, which I'm not sure if you've heard of, Bruce, but that's the, the Honest Open Proud program, where we uh, work with participants to see if they would like to disclose, when to disclose, how to disclose, and just really learning how to tell their recovery story. And then so when I, when I participate in this program with the other participants and as I'm facilitating and especially when we're doing like our sharing circle and people are telling their 
amazing and inspiring recovery stories. I that that right there in that in those sharing circles, that's definitely when I feel like I'm feeding and I'm fueling my gift. Like just being a part of that kind of nurturing and therapeutic process with with other people from very diverse backgrounds, definitely that right there really really helps to fuel my gift. And I definitely feel like I, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing in this world, really. Mm-hmm. 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 So when people are sharing their stories, they're they're often um, sad. They're often proud. Uh, sometimes they get angry. Um, is there is there a um, connection to you between all those kinds of emotions and people's gifts, or maybe think about y- yourself first? Is there a connection between all the different emotions you feel and your gifts? Oh, for sure. I'd say, I'd say at times, you know, it, especially if like we're thinking about like, you know, we all reflect, right? You know, we all have those moments where we might reflect. Some of us do it while we drive, while we're in the shower, um, you know, just taking a walk. And and so I often reflect on like just the different journeys, the different paths that I've taken in my life and the different choices I've made. You know, a lot of the reflecting you do when you're in your mid-20s and you're wondering, are you doing this right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so when I when I feel all of these different emotions as I'm thinking about different different points in my life, the different highs and the lows that brought me to where I am today. Um, they, they, I would say that they do tie to my, to my core gift in being that I, you know, in doing the process and doing the interview process. I mean, we all, we all learned, right. That our core mm-hmm. gift is usually tied to some type of trauma that we've went through growing up. I actually had that really cool aha experience in the interview. I remember, um, <laughs> You know, le- mm-hmm. realizing like as I was answering the questions, there was like a pattern to the way that I answered the questions. And I kept talking about acceptance. And I was like, why mm-hmm. do I care so much about wanting to be accepted? And it was like, aha, I it just came to me like years of therapy never brought me to this truth, which is that even now in adulthood, I will go above and beyond and take it really personal when others um, don't give to me what I give to them. And it was really tied to something in my childhood of just years of being bullied. Like I care so much about wanting to be accepted and trying so hard to be accepted because I was bullied when I was younger. Um, so when I think about emotions being tied to my core gift and I think about wanting to help others and them not being receptive to my feedback or or going above and beyond for friendships, you know, maybe picking up the tab a couple of times too many, mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely feel those emotions being tied to this, to my core gift. Yeah. And I think for myself, I definitely have added um, for, well, sometimes I'd, for my for me as an employment specialist at a Centrito de Apoyo, at times I have to work with interns who are coming from different programs. And so I really ask them what their core gift is once they find out what it is, right? And then after that, we try to create projects and some form of programming that they can use it for that. Because I feel like it's great to validate what their core gift is and try to figure out how do you actually work with it. Because sometimes it's like, okay, I found my core gift, so what? Like if you don't really tap into using it or you don't realize that you are, then we have to work on something. So definitely incorporating that part to the internship has worked really well because then I know what they're really passionate about, what they really care for, and what really nurtures what they want to do in the future after they finish their internship and their program. 
So mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me, it's important to validate like the emotions that they have tied up with their core gift or that they haven't yet um, and really explore, exploring that together. So I think, um, I don't know, I guess I do really like to motivate others to move forward in their life. So yeah, that's using my core gift for others' core gift. Yeah. So in the, so in the program you're talking about, then you, you're doing, uh, you're doing this uh, core gift discovery with, with people in these internship programs now? Yeah. Usually if they're coming from the peer professional training program from Project Return or Jumpstart from Mental Health America, then usually they already include core gift in there. So they already come Mm -hmm. to the internship with their core gift. I just ask them to bring it with them or to tell me what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we explore and create different projects based on what we go by here at Project Return, following our core values and making sure that they either do outreach, peer support, housing, employment, or any other form of peer support that they would like to give. So you're trying to make a conscious connection with them between whatever their core gift is and the work that they'll be doing on a daily basis. Correct. And why? Why bother to do that? Because my core gift is helping others to motivate them. (laughs) (laughs) And because I really honestly care about what people receive from our program. Because I Mm -hmm. came from, my background was also working with individuals to receive an internship or a volunteer opportunity and administer all that, including like years of planning and programming. I'm like, okay, well, people come in, but so what if they come in? Anybody can come in and sit down and do 40 hours a week, but not do anything productive. So for me, I'm like, no, you're coming in and you're receiving something because that's what you signed up for. If not, I feel like I failed you. So mm-hmm. for me, it's important to also include that here at Project Return. Anybody can do an internship, but what you do in your internship is going to make a difference. And that difference is going to be based on your core gift that you want to give to other people. So for people who you're introducing to the idea of gifts, what's there, have you noticed kind of an initial response that people have? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, I, I've actually had the pleasure of facilitating with Jason, our other, um, our training coordinator. We, we facilitate, uh, you know, a type of core gift training for mm-hmm. our peer professional training program where we're basically, we just help people find their core gifts. That's all we, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And, um, Definitely the initial reaction is kind of like, what the heck is a core gift? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about like, well, we're going to help you find your life's purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And people, I I feel like they don't take too well to it at first. Some people are excited. They're like, okay, we're getting our core gift today. All right. Let's see how this goes. But um, definitely there's also others who are just like, what the heck is this? You know, like, how are you supposed to tell me? Um, what my what my primary purpose is and and then we get to say well the great part about it is we don't necessarily tell it to you we're just going to help facilitate to bring it out of you um, through a series of 19 questions and Mm -hmm. all the answers are your own it's all your own words (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that I find as people do the process the you know the there was always a, the optimistic few and then of course the few that were like what is this at the end of the process everyone is usually very quite excited and just so like wow this was a very we always hear this was a very meaningful experience for us mm-hmm. you know i learned something that's going to stay with me forever no matter what even if i do peer support after this or not like they they feel like they just have this this new purpose 
Um, but truly, as we know, it, it, it was always in them. And we're just very hot, um, grateful and happy to help bring it out. Mm -hmm. So why should people in recovery be thinking about their gifts? Well, I mean, it's just, it's tied to that, that inner sense of like, you know, we've all, I, I feel like almost all of us have probably had those moments in life where we feel like we're not sure what we're doing. You know, we're not sure if we're doing things right in life. You know, are we on the right track? Are we on the right path? Um, those of us that, you know, that have, you know, that have that working experience, we may have felt like, why am I so burnt out all the time? I mean, my, my, this job isn't really that hard, you know, and I do my job well enough. I, some of, some of us maybe even do it really awesomely, but it, we're, we're just so burnt out. And, um, I think that as soon as, like, I think as soon as somebody finds out, like, what their core gift is, like, I, how I mentioned for myself, where I was, like, doing the retail thing, doing customer service, I was so good at it. I was so dang good at it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I brought her, like, all of the, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, retail and, like, sales, but there's all these different numbers and goals and things that you have to meet, and I brought our, our store from a kind of low point to, you know, being third best in the nation, which was really cool. And I was recognized for like training others and doing all these things, but it just still wasn't fulfilling enough. I felt like there was more. And in knowing my core gift now, I feel like, okay, like I feel like the, the path is just more clear. You know, maybe I always saw the path, but maybe there was like some brush on it. You know, it hadn't been walked on before. So nature kind of overtook it and in doing the process, I helped to really clear that up and I could see the end of the path now and it's just helping others. Yeah, and I think for myself, uh, when I'm working with people in employment, uh, they usually come in with really low self-esteem or just a lot of depression because they've been trying and trying to find employment that hasn't been happening over the last seven months. So they pretty much give up. So for me, I think using knowing that they can find what their core gift is and really acknowledging who they are really brings out a different light for them. Um, since we do go by, hey, we want to give hope to others, uh, this kind of does that for them. Where it's like, hey, you know what? I do have a different purpose or I do have something that I can contribute that I never thought about that I could. So it really makes kind of like a path of recovery for them to begin on something that really comes from them, not necessarily something that comes from anybody else. So given what you both just said then, what's the what's the connection between people knowing their gifts and, and their own healing path? I think it, like I, I always just, you know, I speak from my own experience because that's what I'm the expert on, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think for me, like I've always, I felt like I was in a, in a good enough position in my recovery when I started doing the work, right? When I was hired into the agency and working for the warm line. Um, but it wasn't until about 10 months in that I got to meet you, Bruce, <laughs> and, um, you know, go to the Core Gift Institute, learn my core gift. Um, I, again, just for myself, I think in learning my core gift, it just certain, certain loose ends became became you know tied in a sense like everything everything felt really tied up and i felt like i was able to take my life experience and and just see how it truly comes full circle like it almost felt like before i knew my core gift it was it was very it was very partial right i there was kind of like a missing gap like okay i i have this experience of my life and all of that all of the turmoil and the and the good and the bad right 
Um, and I and I like where I'm at, you know, in doing peer support, you know, being able to turn the negative experiences into positive by helping others. But in learning my core gift, it was just really that validation that I was seeking, you know, just to the, my learning my core gift really felt like like life was telling me, hey, you're in the right place, you're doing the right thing. You know, this this is the fulfilling work that you've been looking for. Yeah, for myself, definitely. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it was about really redirecting myself. So even now when I don't have a great day, then I it helps me to just refocus. So refocusing on what I want, how I'm going to do it, and really go on with my plans that I have for myself, including at work or my personal life. So the core gift when I'm not on my 100%, I can go ahead and just redirect myself to where I want to be. And that's like the only way I can probably explain it without any other details. But it really helps to just stay focused. Like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I was at yesterday. Okay, this is where I want to be now. Yeah, I've noticed that in myself. It's I think it's it's similar to what you're talking about. When I when I find myself in some kind of difficulty or I need to figure something out, it, a lot of the times it's related to me um, not remembering or more importantly, not doing, not giving my core gift. Right. There always seems to be some connection there. And when I recenter in it, um, um, what I need to do just starts to get obvious pretty fast. That's true. And when I do it, when I use my core gift, I'm like, oh, okay, it's not that bad of it. It could be a bad day. And I still use it. And then I feel better. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, this was, I was missing this in my life right now. Okay, let me move on now to a workout. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just moving on and feeling good and just knowing that I did do something that was good for that day. So one of the things we were laughing about earlier is we use our gifts sometimes when other people we think they need it they need our gift but they don't actually want our gift but we kind of force it on them there's there's just so many ways to misuse uh, misuse your your gifts in kind of in an unhealthy way so for each one of you what's the what is the uh what's the way or two ways that you find yourself most often uh getting in trouble with your core gift using it using it in a way that's not helpful or not healthy well i think mine like for sure number one way where i use my core gift in an unhealthy way is where i'm giving um you know feedback to others or you know on a personal level advice there you know dare i give advice um to others and um you know sometimes i feel like my advice or my feedback is the the right way or the best way or the most efficient way to to do whatever it is they need to do in their current problem solving right so i where i just have like this thought of like well my way is the best way but um you know may of course that that kind of when i'm in those positions it definitely forces me to to really take a step back and you know, just kind of have that have that talk with myself, that one-on-one -on -one coaching session with myself where I have to remind myself, like, hey, your way was the best way for you. It may not always work for others. You know, we're, everything that we do in our recovery is really, really personal to us. So it's not always going to work across the line with all these other people. Yeah. For myself, sometimes this when I am at El Centrito, I 
just don't do my core gift and I just accept for the person. I just accept everything the person is telling me and not really using it. So I feel it does really a disservice for somebody who's trying to seek out some form of hope or support from somebody. And I'm like, I don't know, today it's just not the day and I'm just accepting whatever you came with and you're going to kind of, I'm kind of going to use it, but not entirely, not to what its potential is. So um, I want you to uh, just uh, sit back in your chair and take a couple deep breaths and, uh, and close your eyes. And, and I want each one of you to tell me um, a word that comes into your mind or heart when you, when you, hear the word gift. What's the first word that comes to you when you hear the word gift? So blossoming. Okay, yours is blossoming. And, and what, what is it about that word? It just grows and you're just being your full self at that moment. And you're just creating this beauty that is gonna do something great for someone. It was very hard for me to think of one word. <laughs> I just keep thinking of like just something, something to give, something given. But um, I guess when I always hear the word gift, right, I, I just think of something small and, and meaningful. Yeah. Hmm. That is one of the beautiful things about gifts is they're often they are often these small moments, these small, almost unnoticeable things that end up uh, being necessary in the moment for some reason. They aren't always these big, grand gestures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the most meaningful, a lot of the most meaningful experiences or, or moments we have are, are usually something that can be so small to others. But for us, it just made our our day or our week or our life, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like those moments where you may have connected with someone. Maybe it's someone that you, you're you probably never gonna see again, but you, you just met them by chance and had mm -hmm. a really amazing conversation that left you seeing the world just a little bit differently. And I think it's people's reaction to when you give it without them knowing that you're using your core gift. Of course, they just, express themselves differently, they're happier, or they just feel better about something you just happen to share. But they don't realize that sometimes that's your core gift right there. So I think it's important to to also acknowledge when, you know, when you are using it, can be difficult to try to figure out if you're, you know, you never try to figure out if you're using it or not, it just happens. And you just know that you made somewhat of a difference by giving it away. Because I think that's something that they've really emphasized in the peer professional training and placement program is making sure that you give it away. That's like the best thing you can do. That's one of the most famous sayings about gifts from Lewis Hyde. A gift is not a gift until it's given. Yeah, yes. sorry, I didn't know how to say it, but that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. true. So I have two more questions. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, the next question I'd like to ask you about is, uh, what are you trying to get better at? 
related to giving your core gift. I know you're both in the category of eager learner. You're trying to get um, better at uh, doing lots of things in your life. But related to your core gift, what's one thing you'd like to get better at that would really help you um, give it an even more powerful way? Great question, Bruce. I think one of the things that I, for myself, is being able to follow up when after I give it. Like, so if I told someone, uh, someone who was interested somewhere in the gym, they're, you know, they're relatively young, they're looking into what they're looking for to do next in their life, and they have an opportunity to be a trainer. I'm like, well, did you know that they do offer this at your job? And this is how, this is why is it important to you? Like asking them those questions and them really thinking about what will it take for them to do those next steps to move forward? And then after that, it's like, okay, have you talked about them? Which I did yesterday. It's like, oh, have you talked about them? Did they tell you anything? And so I really want to follow up with people on, like, if, not necessarily if they're using it, but after I use my core gift, like, have they followed up on that and seeing if that has actually made an impact or not, or maybe they're already, you know, with or without the core gift, they were still going to do it. I don't know, right? But I'm mm-hmm. assuming, I'm like, hey, can I use my core gift to continue this conversation that we had last? And really making sure that they're following through or that they're happy where they're at or if they're not, okay, what well, can be done? So that happened yesterday, and, I was, and he's like, yes, they actually told me for next year at the beginning, they're already looking for a date for me. I'm like, cool, how do you feel about that? He's like, I feel really excited, and I'm really looking forward to it. I was like, awesome, I think you're ready. And so that was like an example for me of using it and really following up, and I think I want to do that more often because I don't think I've done that enough. Yeah, I think I think a lot of a lot of us have definitely felt like, oh, am I? Well, like I mentioned earlier, like I know giving my gift in a negative way is just feeling like my way is the best way, and definitely there's there's I I would like to say that I a hundred and ten percent of the time will always um, just try to help someone in in reaching what their goal is, what's what's what they actually what they want, you know, and not put my own values or what I think it would be good for them on them. But I know that, you know, at work, I feel pretty confident that I don't put my own goals on people. But I know in my personal life, I can definitely work to improve that and just be be able to sit back as people are making their own choices, you know, and, and creating their own experiences where they will learn something no matter how that thing goes for them. <laughs> A lot of times, the idea of gifts—the idea of gifts in organizations—is um, is is usually a part of organizations that are a little more on the innovative side. They're reaching and they're trying new things. I wouldn't say that the idea of gifts is very um, solidly embedded in kind of run-of-the-mill organizations. So, why do you think that is? Why do you think that? Not all organizations just grab onto the idea of gifts and use the power in that idea and the practices and race forward. I think for, at least in my experience with Project Return, because we don't really embody the whole structure of what mental health clinical system is like, uh, really make sure that we make those connections with people. I think that's why Project Return might have just really focused on trying to include core gift for the staff and then other within our training program. 
uh, as for other organizations being in that end of like case management, treatment teams, and so forth, that's why they have probably therapy or why they might just focus on that and do treatment team plans and do all these other structured ways of incorporating what healing or recovery may be for someone where maybe they don't want to include maybe or gift as one of those, those healing or recovery um, tools. So for Project Turn, I feel because we don't have that formal structure, we have more of an open uh, opportunity to be able to connect with other people in different ways. And this is one of the ways that has helped within our programs and not only pro uh, the peer professional training and placement program, but also within the other programs that we have available. I think that's what has been really great about it. And Project Return definitely makes sure that, hey, anything that you can use to connect with other people or that you can help throughout their recovery, then use it. And we're really open to making those connections. So Core Gift really fits in with our program, I think, at least from my experience. Yeah, it's very, very traditional recovery model versus medical model. As Jessica said, we, we're, we have that freedom to be creative about how we connect with others. And because Core Gift is something that, um, a, you know, several of our staff is trained in, we believe in it. You know, it was meaningful for us. And it's just, it's another tool, right, in our toolbox where we're like, hey, this is something that was meaningful. And and um, it it helped us change our, the perception of our lives. It, it changed our lives in general. and. You know, if you would if you would like to partake in this process, we'd be very open to doing it with you. And again, it's just another way to connect with others. And I just, you know, I, I believe that, of course, there's going to be other organizations out there that they don't get to have that creative freedom mm -hmm. because their values, you know, differ than ours. You know, we're very recovery focused. There's a lot of ways to understand gifts and the power in gifts. You can get into gifts from a psychological perspective, from a recovery perspective, from a, a cultural perspective. You can also get into gifts from a spiritual perspective. And a lot of people uh, believes their, believe their gifts are, uh, are, are, are connected with how they define their spirituality. So I'm wondering if, that is, yeah. if that's at all a connection for either one of you. I myself have, I've, I'm like on my own journey even currently with spirituality. It's for me, I think the way that I can very clearly see that it, how it, how it connects with my spirituality is just, just that sense of, of feeling comfortable in, in where I'm at and what I'm doing. And it, it's, I think I might've mentioned it before that it just, it speaks to my being and it's, it's a, a part of my wellness, you know, to be giving my gift. And it's a, it's almost mm -hmm. a, a cup that never, that never goes empty. You know, it's forever overflowing. And so that just really speaks to my being and my soul. And it, I, I feel like I'm just doing this thing that's just so, so natural and, and even more natural to, to do. Yeah, for myself, I would say, just kind of I've mentioned that I like to redirect myself and not have not being at my 100% really helps to reconnect with who I am and why I'm here and why I want to continue doing what I do. So I think for me, it kind of ties in that way for the reconnection with myself. And I believe that's a form of spirituality for me. 
that really connects with my core gift and ideally with my core of who I am. Uh, I can feel I can feel my myself getting calmer um, as both of you were just describing that connection. It was really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So we're, we're at the we're at. Go ahead. No, I said we're just so happy to share. You know. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy I'm happy to ha happy to listen to a couple of a uh, couple of renegades from Los Angeles who are out doing good work. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Just a, it's just a great thing to check in with both of you and to hear about the work you're doing and just the good you're bringing into the world and um, and how you're helping how yes. you're helping to help people see their lives differently. So I, I want to thank you for the work and also thank you for this time. Likewise, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.